Welcome to Making Conversations Count, the podcast hosted by me, Wendy Harris, best-selling author and telephone trainer of over 30 years experience. And I bring you business leaders who share that one conversation that created a turning point in their life or career and what followed next. Have you ever been affected by abuse, either mental or physical? This is something that more of us have experienced than we would really like to admit. But today's guest has suffered this and reflects on that conversation that created a turning point for her in her career and has led her on the journey to where she is today. It is the very spirited and conversational lady that I have gotten to know so well on social media channels and in offline conversations. It is Heidi Medina. Today, we are going to make conversations about abuse count. For our listeners, Heidi has put together a very special discount on a new programme that she is launching. Make sure you listen to the very end to get the details and take her up on this spectacular offer. Heidi Medina! Hi guys! I'm so happy to be here and hanging out with you, Wendy. It's like having a girly night in and I'm in the UK and you're... I don't want to know. Portugal! I'm in Lisbon where the sun is finally shining after three days of rain. (laughs) Oh, I'm so, so, so jealous. So you're sitting on the veranda with a G&T. No, she's not really. I'm actually lying. But... I would have loved to, but there's a little too much traffic and you guys might not have heard me, but you know. Well, it's a beautiful part of the world. Introduce yourself. What do you do? And tell everybody how we first met. Hi, I'm Heidi. I'm a business coach with Talk to Heidi. I also am a LinkedIn expert, which is happens to be where I met Wendy was on LinkedIn. Shoot, I don't even know how long it's been now, do you? <laughs> well, there's a six month vacuum where something's stolen time from my life. But yeah, it must have been last year. I reckon at least a year, maybe longer. I've been on there for well over three years. So definitely made pretty cool connections in that time frame. You being one of them. Adore LinkedIn. I am actually huge on conversation. That's where I specialize heavily. New products are coming out soon. All kinds of exciting stuff happening right now. <laughs> Seems there's lots of people that have been, you know, working on different projects squirreling away and you know I think it's just fantastic that we can you know take this time and innovate ourselves and really dig much deeper than we probably would have done if we'd have just been rolling along okay Joe. Yeah COVID has definitely brought faster pivots and changes people probably would have made them eventually. I think things have been sped up two to three years on a lot of stuff. Yeah, I know that some of the studies that I've been reading are sort of five and 10 on 10. Yeah, and that's entirely possible. I'm just thinking about through my clients and the people I'm most connected with, and definitely things have jumped ahead. You know, and even with myself, I mean, the stuff I'm getting ready to release, I don't think I would have been working on this till mid to end of next year. We can look at this as just being a negative time, but so many positives coming with it. 
that COVID has forced us into, you know, new directions that we might not have thought of. I mean, there's a lot of awesomeness coming out of it too. I mean, yes, we don't want it obviously, but hey, let's take a look a little more at the positive sides of it now. I think I did a poll on LinkedIn and, and I was asking people, you know, have you found that your business has sort of stayed the same? Have you pivoted and grown? You know, have you gone backwards? Are you doing something completely different? You know, at four options, three of them were all positive and there was not much in the negative going backwards. It was like 18%. Okay. Yeah. That's so there's lots to be positive about. But I'm just going to touch on LinkedIn. I love your posts on LinkedIn and I know how conversational you are. And I'm going to apologize up front right now because sometimes I don't engage. And this is just proof that there are lurkers. I do lurk your profile, Heidi. And it's just purely because I know that if I say something, you'll say something back and then we'll get into a conversation and then I might just lose the time that I was doing something else. But I just love that about you. And it's certainly what I try to do. I don't know whether I do it as well as you, but certainly you have what I would call a positive reputation. Yeah, it's definitely something I've always liked to talk to people, but definitely online, I've had to really learn. We know what worked for me and what didn't on that. And people treat the online world so different than offline that I'm trying to help change that whole atmosphere that is all the same place. It's all the real world. It's not different. You wouldn't do those bad behaviors we do online of just, you know, walking away in the middle of the conversation or being rude or stuff like that if you won't do it in the real world. Yeah, you know, I know. Don't do it online. I think for the listeners, there's a guy, Jeff Young, that I'm connected with. He's lovely. He's Ohio, I think. And he is the LinkedIn guru. And he shares so much value and tips about how to behave and how to behave properly. When I had a one-to-one with him, he paid me the biggest compliment by saying, do you know, you are just the same as you are online. Yeah, it's this whole idea of a different online persona versus the real world, when in reality, if we met on the street, that you know me. But how many people do you get actually get on a Zoom call or actually meet? And all of a sudden, you're just like, who are you? A, their photos tend to be older. You know, you've got people leaving 10, 20-year-old photos because they like them younger self. And then just how they talk and treat people and the whole attitude. And it just doesn't work. Especially now with COVID, we've had to move online to Zoom conversations so much more often. And then all of a sudden you're getting on a Zoom call and you're like, oh my God, I actually don't know this person. And I thought I did. (laughs) (laughs) Does that happen to you a lot, Heidi? It has this year. It's been in some ways very disappointing because, you know, I've built these relationships with people through LinkedIn and some of them through Facebook and things like that. And You've had all these amazing conversations in DM and through the comments and things like that. And then all of a sudden you get on the Zoom call finally, because this year I've had more coffee chats this year than I have. I've met more of my connections this year in the entire three years on LinkedIn. And it's been amazing and incredible. But at the same time, in some ways, it's been disappointing to find out people aren't who they portray themselves as. been people that you've had a coffee chat with and then gone do you know what before this I wasn't really quite sure whether I'd get on with you and they were just a joy (laughs) that's got to happen right 
It does happen. It really does because you, you get that extra level of connection when you actually get to meet either on Zoom or in person or something that you don't get through DMs and comments. And it's, I just enjoy it. I absolutely love adding that level because you get to see facial interactions, your tone of voice and body language. And it just adds so much more. I think the hardest part for me is I'm a hugger. I love to give hugs. And, and so COVID has really made it where I don't get to hug people. Even the elbow thing was never my thing. Shall we do a bum bump? That yeah. took off in one of the ladies networking groups at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I think we're all missing a little bit of not intimacy, but it's a level of friendship that you can share with colleagues, isn't it? Like the office yeah. water cooler chat. We've had to make the effort to keep those conversations going. I think that's the big point too, is we've had to make the effort to do it because you're seeing a lot of people getting depressed because they don't have the contact and things like that. But at the same time, they're not reaching out and making it happen. I'm seeing it and I, you know, you know me, I talk to anybody. So <laughs> I can just imagine you in the supermarket queue or waiting to be served at the counter. Oh, and in Europe. Oh my God. So I'm from the Southern US and we will talk to anybody. We're kind of polite, cheerful, but we'll talk to anybody. I mean, it doesn't really matter. And the weird thing is I grew up shy and I've had to overcome all that. And sometimes I still have those moments, but I still though. And so then you get to Europe and I'm used to set, walking down the street saying, hi, how are you? Good day, blah, 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 you know, and everything. Or even in the group. Morning. The queue is up and you're like waiting around. So you turn around to the guy. Oh, what about that product in your car? Do you like it? Or something to that effect. And yeah, your Europeans don't like that so much. They also start looking at me like I'm an ex-murderer. Am I going to take their head off around the corner? <laughs> I think that just depends whether you're wearing your hat that day. <laughs> Maybe you don't wear it enough. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Note to self, wear the hat more. People will talk to the woman in the hat. What? <laughs> I know, I'm disappointed. So conversation, I mean, you're actually trained to write stuff as well, aren't you? You love to write. And I see that comes out in the posts that you do that, you know, there's this outpouring. And I think that's what's engaging for people is that you're sharing what you think and what your observations are. But you're actually calling people out to say, answer me back. Tell me. And you don't mind if it's divisive. You know, you kind of encouraging people to show themselves which I think is just I'm applauding to those that can't see I I truly believe that well communication is the key to solving all our problems I don't think we do enough of it and I think that's part of the reason the world in general is where it's at is we just don't talk and it's not that you can just talk you have to listen and it doesn't mean you have to agree But at the same time, you still have to leave space for the person to express their opinions, be themselves, except that you're not going to like everyone or everything about everyone. And that's perfectly okay. And that's what I do try to do through my post. I do invite people in and then I do leave the space open. Okay, fine. Disagree with me. Be polite about it. It doesn't mean, you know me, I drop the F-bomb all day long, but don't do it in an abusive way. Like, you know, I've got no patience for trolls. I have no patience for anybody that's abusive to somebody or anything like that. But if you want to come and do a strong conversation where we don't agree, fine, let's do it. 
I think it just shows the balance of, you know, having all the opinions that you possibly can, because then when you run out of questions, you've got your answer. And not just that, you know, I've put some of my opinions and ideas out on LinkedIn in general on this a couple of times where I was firmly rooted in my belief, like people having to have a photo was one of the big ones. I was firmly rooted. I don't connect with people without a photo. And I got in an amazing conversation and several people actually came to me in DM because they didn't want to express it publicly. Uh I had opened the door enough. They felt comfortable to come to me in DM and tell me why they didn't have photos. It completely changed my view. And I've, of course, written a couple of articles on it since and things like that. But if I hadn't have left the room, and even in my own mind, even though I was firmly rooted in that, if you present me with the right stuff, obviously. And I love that about conversations because that helped me grow in somewhere that I was... I was pretty set on. I would agree that to some extent I'm wary where there's no photograph, you know, because that's like walking into the biggest networking room on the planet with a paper bag on your head. But then I just listening to you say, you know, reasons why people wouldn't. I'm already conjuring those answers and I can see situations where you perhaps wouldn't want to be identified. Witness protection or abusive relationships or, you know, it could be a number of things, couldn't it? That you just don't want to be identified. Weird thing that I was so deeply rooted in that. But yeah, I come out of a very abusive relationship with my ex and then my family was very abusive. And I spent about three years not allowing people to know where my location was. And as a result, I also didn't put my photo up. So it actually shocked me that one of the women came to me and said, I don't do this because of my abusive ex. And here I'm just like, I did that. Why the heck did that not even hit me that it was that? But even still, what you just said, you're a little bit when you don't see one, you start saying, oh, well, I do still check them out. I check everything else out. Yeah, yeah. You know, you kind of have to do your due diligence, don't you? Because like anything, it's open for abuse. But I would say that is such a small part of the brilliance that is LinkedIn, you know, and the conversation starters. I always say it's a conversation starter. (laughs) It's fabulous. I know, it opens the door to why don't you have a photo? Yeah, well, and I would say, you know, you never know where a conversation will lead. I mean, look, we're now on a podcast. Hey, how cool is that? And we've never met in real life. We're in different countries. These are the possibilities that can happen for people by just having a conversation. So it kind of created a pivotal moment for us. It did. I'm going to ask you, Heidi, everybody that comes on the show, I ask you to think about a pivotal moment. I don't want to have known about it. I don't want to have read about it. You know, I kind of want it to be something that's so exclusive that it's just between me and you and all the listeners. Because I think that these stories really help people when they hear that. They say, you know, like you were saying earlier, I did that and I'd forgotten. Oh, that's just put a, a fresh perspective on something. It's just brought something to the fore. So big reveal, Heidi. 
What's your pivotal moment? I've got quite a few. So the hard part was picking one. I actually have one that I'm going to start sharing that I haven't shared. It's going to be part of the story with the new product. So maybe now's the time to go in and bang. <laughs> so some of this is goes into with how I actually started over my life. And it took a while growing up abused and then go, I just married into abusive relationship. It was all kind of normal. I distinctly remember the moment I was 28 and I hit a point where all of a sudden I understood this wasn't the way life had to be. It wasn't normal how normal people lived per se. And that's when I started realizing things had to change because I wasn't happy. I wasn't living my life, my dreams. I was just doing for everybody else. Me was kept in this tiny little box because Nobody wanted me. The personality you guys get to meet now and stuff was the one that they all wanted to keep in the box. And instead, they just wanted the person that would do what they wanted to do, make their dreams and stuff happen. Yeah, that was such a huge moment. I spent four years trying to work it out. I tried to get people into counseling, try to get things to change. But I was 32. Four years later, I always hosted Christmas dinner at my house. And I was in the kitchen. I was taking, because I'm always the chef. I was talking to my dad a minute, but I was, it was a, it was a shit day. It was a complete shit day with fighting with my ex now and everything else like that. And I was so upset. I reached into a hot oven and actually picked up the pan of mac and cheese with my bare hands. So with everything, the abuse and everything had come to the end. It was the end. Things I was it, four years trying to change it. Nothing was changing. Nobody wanted to change and help make things where I could live and, and you know, be me and, and all that. And I had hit a point where no matter what, I was going to be me and do my thing. And it was just, I had a really bad fight with my ex that morning. What I mean, he was still, we were still married at that point. And it, the abuse had happened. It was the whole thing. And I was so upset and so in my head that it was done. You know, I had to change something. It had to change. And I knew at that point that I had to walk away from it all. And because of being so locked in my head, I literally just reached into the oven and pulled out this pan barehanded 350 degree Fahrenheit oven, which is about 200 Celsius. Uh-huh. My dad's immediately a towel, grab it and get my hands under the sink. But that's when I like woke up and said, no more, this is it. And so it was two months later when I walked away from it all. A six, multi six figure business, a dream life, custom 3,400 square foot house, 20 acres of property, a business that was exploding, magazine covers, you name it, we had all that covered. I even ended up walking away from my entire family, except for one of my sisters, because nobody was willing to let the abuse go. And so that was such a life-changing moment that I have succeeded at two of my biggest goals now, my dreams. I'm living in Portugal now. I work from my laptop anywhere in the world with a uh, internet connection, was, which was two dreams I had since I was in like the seven. Um, I'm meeting cool people I'm traveling the world I'm doing some really neat stuff and especially with one of my dreams was always to be able to help others achieve their dreams and goals because I know what it's like not to be able to do that yourself and so that moment when I finally 
hit that point and wasn't easy. I don't recommend it if you can make it, but at the same time, at this point, if it's what you have to do. For me, hearing your story, the conversation was with yourself as much as anything, wasn't it? Because there was nobody else listening. No, there wasn't. You needed to tell yourself that it was okay to walk away. I still struggle with that sometimes. I mean, I left my family. I had six years of therapy to deal with it, realizing, A, that the abuse wasn't okay, that blood is not thicker than water, which is a, I don't know if it's a big saying around the world, but it is. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah, it's Um, abused, abused, yeah. Yeah, so there was the whole guilt of that I left my family, that I abandoned my family. Of course, my family kept trying to have contact for a long time, and there was a lot of guilt put into it, all that kind of stuff of, you know, you're abandoning your blood, you're abandoning your pen, you're this. It took six years of therapy, working with the abuse, and dealing with that guilt of leaving and realizing and learning how to function normally in a sense what's actually normal behavior (laughs) yeah and I guess you know there's one point that I think we need to raise here Heidi is that you walked away from a gifted life if you like you know where if you're successful and you have money then you don't really give decision making much thought because you just if you want something you just do it so walking away strips all of that back you're right back to on the teat so to speak aren't you really you've got to give yourself credit because you are now in control you realize that you don't need to accept this certain behavior you've you know look at your business now look at where you're living it's just fantastic I'm so glad you listened to yourself (laughs) (laughs) me too I mean it was green I mean even the agony of going through it all and stuff like that it was I can't tell you the relief that I get to be me, that you get to meet me. And that all of that stuff is also what's allowed me and to be able to talk to people and understand them the way I do and things like that is all the learning from all that stuff and just having empathy and understanding. We're born into our family. We don't choose them, but we can choose our tribe. Or should I say Mother Cluckers? (laughs) (laughs) which is your famous tribe so do you know Heidi I could talk to you forever and I know that I will post show now we're about out of time really can't thank you enough for sharing you know such a personal moment but certainly you know out of that adversity that was what you needed to happen for you to be where you are it's your journey it's all part of you and your blueprint so thank you so much for coming on the show before we go Where can people find you if they want to pick up the conversation with you? Yes. And thank you for having me, Wendy. Um, If people want to find me, they can either find me on LinkedIn at Heidi Medina or at talktoheidi.com. I'm on both all the time. (laughs) (laughs) We're in an online world now, aren't we? There's no hiding. 
We do hope that you enjoyed the show today with Heidi. We said to listen to the very end. She's got a very special offer for you. If you use this code, hashtag WendyIsTheBomb, you will get a €100 discount from her business programme that she's offering now. We will pop the note for her programme into the show notes, but you need to go to talktoheidi.com forward slash boomerang hyphen your hyphen business. I hope you take her up on the offer. Go to our channel, which is all the W's making conversation count dot podcast forward slash studio. You can see all the different mediums. Your favourite will be there. Make sure you hit the button so you never miss an episode again.